Hey, what's going on? Champagne Sharks. I'm with uh, Mr. Jack Allison from Struggle Session. Hi Please there. say hello. Yeah, hey. hi. Uh, thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming on. And you know what? Uh, we're waiting for the other guys to show up. And the conversation we were having was super interesting. So I figured, you know, I don't feel like breaking up the momentum when the guys show up. So let's just start recording. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, only house cleaning that matters go to patreon.com forward slash champagne shark subscribe access to double the episodes all the back episodes access to the discourse so do us that solid and we were talking about something that's not even what we're supposed to be talking about today which is uh apple and the cult yeah. of apple and max and what was the last thing you were saying we we're talking about how people feel like they have to have the newest one all the time yeah i was just saying that i i feel like you know what apple has done is they've like really courted this kind of you know higher buying power uh uh customer you know in the sense that like they've almost now become like bmw or something like that where they like are really just geared towards people with like a huge amount of spending power getting them to like do a big purchase every year and then ostensibly just charging them for like service on the on those products and they're like way more blatant about how they're offering you less that's the real like brazen part of it like uh-huh. before they used to have like an advertising or in the old days you watch old commercials and they're always trying to Pussy, we're giving you like more, but Apple is just different. Apple is like, you know, I think at last year, here's a couple of things a little different. <laughs> a small it, little tweak. Yeah. It's an ever it, so slight tweak. Except now you're going to have to use a dongle to use your <laughs> earphones. Are you going to leave now? It's kind of somebody like daring you to break up with them. Honestly, like, you know? sometimes the, 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 it's like worse. It's actually worse. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it could be worse. Like sure. when they switched the, uh, when they switched it to the headphone port to not have the headphone port anymore, it's like, I, I got that one. That's the, that's the one I have. When that's the one I have that too. it fucking sucks I hate it I don't have a headphone board I'm telling you you know what I think it's like I think it's like a boyfriend or girlfriend that knows there's so much more high value than you right or, or the power dynamic is so off they just start doing fucked up shit to dare yeah. you to break up with them it's no, like this you know one what? was brazen removing yeah, the headphone yeah. port was absolutely brazen that that's, that's like like that's, how that's, like that's people I deal cheated. with addicts yeah no, no that's I cheated with your sister brazen like that's like hey, <laughs> just so you know you know I banged your sister are you, are you gonna go anywhere <laughs> <laughs> like like it's, it's that level of right. reason I dare you to leave this. Apple is negging us. It's negging all of us, <laughs> daring us to to leave them. Um, yeah, and I keep like saying like you know this time I'm gonna do it, and I'm still like stalling. You know, at this point, you know, I, at one point I actually because you know I'm stuck on the phone. I still I'm off of Apple as far as like all the computers. I I I, I have uh, I have Windows uh, laptop and desktop, uh, but I still do have the iPhone. And at one point I did try to switch to Google Pixel, and Apple just has you fucking locked in with those iMessages. Like you'll start like missing a lot of messages and shit if you've like ever done iMessage and try to switch over to Android. Is what I found. Oh really? Like, like you missed a lot of what? Mess- you know those like blue, you know, on oh, iPhone? Oh, yeah, yeah. It, like okay. has the blue message. That's because you're signed up for iMessage. And so it's like all the people that text me are like texting me to my like iMessage email and shit. So like if you try to switch to Google, it's like the phone is pretty much the same and you start like missing like 75% of the texts and like everybody just thinks you're like ghosting them or whatever. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, it's terrible. So it's like I'm stuck on the phone, but I'm at least right now committed to like running this one out as long as possible. Like I'm just going to have this phone until it like truly doesn't function anymore. And then I'll think about whatever phone I want to get next. Like with Apple, I'm in the, you know, I'm waiting for the kids to turn 18 before I leave type of excuse making. Like, you know, I'm, at, I'm at that stage where like, right. I, it's like you, you need the sense of normalcy. You can't deal with the tumult in your life, but yeah, you exactly. are done. You're done and you're out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm like mentally checked out. It's just the last step. <laughs> yeah, it's like the first thing I was going to do was uh, switch tablets to the Surface Pro next time I need uh, yeah. a tablet. And yeah, then, I uh, like the Surface yeah. just fine. Yeah, and then I think the next line I'm tell myself is I'm keeping the Apple as a backup. So, you know, like I'm going to keep one around <laughs> so I don't make like the clean break like all at once. <laughs> so you can go back to where it's easy and you know where all the settings are and everything like that. Like if it ever gets too scary, you know, like, but really that's just, you know, that's like. That's just uh, uh, moving out, but still like going over, you know, to your ex's place all the time. Every day for dinner or something. Right, right, right. Like, I don't know if it's like this everywhere in a big city or just New York. I mean, I know in San Francisco, I think I noticed it maybe to a lesser extent, I think. But this is idea. And I never noticed it till I got a MacBook that everyone in the cafe has a MacBook. Yeah. And they look very similar. Yes. And if you don't have one, like you stick out. It, and it does was like, start yeah. feeling weird. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird because you know what happened? I never, ever noticed it for years when I had like a ThinkPad or something. Mm-hmm. Didn't notice it. When I got the Apple and then I just started looking at uh, around the cafe and I was like, oh, wait a minute, was I always the only person in here without one? <laughs> and then like, what did I look like? Like, I think it's like the idea, I think it's like the computer version of a, of a poor door. Like people just saw you coming from that door and they know like, okay, he's he's here with us, but he's not really uh, here with us. It right. Was, no, I kind of yeah. like that feeling now. Like I, I'm very proud to now take out my Surface and all of it sort of like, you know, the Surface, like it doesn't work like how a real laptop does. You can't like just have it keep its shape. It kind of has like a kickstand like i like taking out my big weird surface that's flopping all over the place and has a kickstand and shit like uh i'm very proud to be a surface windows person but you know what's kind of good about that is like it's so out of the norm now that if you do it it can only go one of two extreme ways for you either like you're just hopelessly a lost case yeah. Or you're so badass. Oh, yeah. Like, like you know, it's like, it's like glam bands. Like, you know, it's like <laughs> if I'm going to dress like a girl and wear high heels right. and this crazy hair, I'm either going to be the biggest freak or I'm right. so badass. I can look right. like this and still like. Um, <laughs> well, I express my nonconformity through my ownership of Microsoft products, <laughs> <laughs> I guess is what I would say. But that, that is a funny paradox of it. It's like 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 you realize that like, it's a very consumerist type of uh, yeah. analysis to make, but like it's hard hard not to get caught up in it well it is funny it's like you know we uh, we are so wholesale taken over like every element of our lives is so wholesale you know uh uh, consumed by capitalism and by like you know like uh uh, these few companies or whatever that yeah like it gets to the point where it is like a meaningful like form of self-expression to choose one mega corporation just who's like very slightly different from the one that everyone else has and and i think uh people try to do little things to kind of lie to themselves so they'll like they'll get a ramones um ipad case you know and then it's like uh, right this makes it my my ipad it's an individualist statement when you get like the exact same thing as everybody else 
Yeah, like I'm not just buying an off the assembly line in China uh, right. metal box that beams pictures that uh, <laughs> lull me into a stupor. No, I'm right. I'm getting this uh, punk rock. So you can imagine by this yes. punk rock iPad cover, what I'm doing on the other side is not what everyone else is doing, which is catching up on Real Housewives. I'm right. probably like doing a really cool punk rock flyer. I'm like watching kind of cool punk life. right now, you know. Yeah, or I'm watching like punk buying right a now. jean jacket or some shit, you know. Like, uh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not just doing the same dumb shit everyone yeah. else is doing or, it or is that. funny though that it's like you know you can express yourself first by like which tablet you decide to buy and then which very popular band you decide to brand it with or whatever <laughs> it's like just these sort of like compounding you know uh, uh nascar flags that we wear on ourselves i mean one thing i noticed is this right the uh when i had when i had the uh the piece the PCs, uh, laptops, which I've had like almost like my whole life. I've only had yeah. Mac for like a couple of years, like maybe like three. You know, you just, it was just like a machine. You used it. And I felt like there was no kind of fake identity attachment to it really because right. it, it felt like a tool, like putting your wrench in your bag or, or putting your right. uh, hammer, if you know, in There's in not a bunch box. of stupid shit. It's not about like how like the icons are bouncing around and shit, you know? Yeah, some of the icons <laughs> are bouncing around. It's not about some new way of, uh, of doing emo- emojis that now talk or <laughs> nothing like that. This is a workman's tool. Yeah, it's a, workman's, it's a workman's tool. So I just came, I just dropped my hammer. I'm, I'm the plumber who showed up and I just <laughs> dropped my tool belt. Like, wow. like, and that's what going to a cafe was like to me. But now <laughs> when I got the MacBook, I sit down and I'm like, fuck, everyone's got stickers on their shit. Like, <laughs> nobody with the PC has stickers on their Well, because you have to show how your Mac is different and special and expresses of, expressive of, you know, your identity. Uh, uh, you know, and how do you do that when they all just have that Apple logo on them? And that's the irony of them. Everyone who, like, has a MacBook consider themselves more of, like, a free thinker or <laughs> yeah. some kind of loose cannon. But actually, your product is way more conformist. It's like 5,000 PC laptops I can get. And, you know, the choice is my you go to the Apple store, it's true. there's four models of PC, of, of a laptop there. There's five new models. Can I customize it? Fuck you. Hey, nope. no. if you want to put this RAM? Fuck you. Hey, you <laughs> half, a, half a terabyte, one terabyte of laptop? Fuck you. What are no. you doing? Like, beat it. Yeah. You know? You know? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I, I, our I'm, way, I'm our way or fuck off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. They, they yeah. want nothing to do with it and it's like it's funny that this is the every store looks the same everyone's uh-huh. wearing the same outfit in the store across yeah. the whole nation uh you know they're all like plugged into and these giant, people aren't right? all geniuses they can't all be geniuses <laughs> if they have them in every store it's Not like devalued all. the word genius it means like oh that's long been devalued but it makes it even worse well like, it's so know? funny it's like you know there was Best Buy and Best Buy is thought of as like trash and kind of like lower, you know, quality. And it is like kind of going out of business in its own way, but they're exactly the same. They're just like showrooms where every showroom is the same across America and they like make people into like seeming experts. Like at the Apple store, they have geniuses. At uh, Best Buy, they have the Geek, Geek Squad. Squad. It's the exact same shit. It's they're just like, conferring titles on like normal yeah, people because yeah. we're just like doing more, IT. You know, like, I feel like um, Best Buy is NBC. Yeah. And then, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Apple is like Peak Cable or HBO. Yeah, Game it's like Thrones, HBO. It's like, yeah. It's, like, it's, just, it's just the same shit, but now it has uh, cinematic 
tropes added. Right. Like, and know, it, like, it was like, and there has been some like ascendant, you know, elements of it. Like you can, I, I would say obviously that I'm like HBO. I'm like Sopranos, I think still is the best television show that's like been made in my opinion. Yeah. But I'm like, but I would say that overall, I agree with you that like HBO gets like a lot of credit when mostly it's just like a kind of sheen on like normal stuff or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's like, this is TV, but with cinematic takes. Right. Uh, exactly. Involved, like these involved. are like phones, but they have a little bit of like a uh, metal on the side you know <laughs> i feel like the sopranos and that early stuff up until like you know around the time of the wire and Mad Men, yeah. i think there weren't enough tropes yet for it right. to cal- calcify into like a costume for so sure i think that's that transcendent stuff but once they figured out like you know yeah once prestige became a format and not like yeah. you know an outlier like prestige was something that they said about television when they like d- didn't have a way to define it and yeah. then they just started they started like you watch any of these prestige tv shows and they are just as formulaic as like you know fucking you know uh, uh, as like star trek the next generation or any oh, of these yeah. old shows or whatever i mean star trek is actually a fucking incredible show but i mean but even like like sinbad or something like that or like hercules or something like that it's uh, uh they're as formulaic as those shows they just like get more i think that they get more credit honestly just because like uh cameras got better i truly think a lot of these a lot of these uh shows like get reviewed and get this sort of like acclaim like their movies literally because it's cheaper to shoot things that look like movies now like we're just tricked because like they're doing like rack focus on the cameras and it's like digital looks as good as film and and also because because we think of the movie as being more expensive and better anything that a tv show does that reminds you of the movies right wow this could have been a movie people just add more value to it even though like you said it might actually be the cheaper method what's funny actually is that it's like literally the reason what actually happened is not that tv got better it's that movies got worse it's like tv is as good as movies but that's because movies aren't like shot on film they're not that big anymore they're like kind of made like tv shows so when everyone's like wow like tv is finally as good as movies i'm like yeah our like current crop of super fucking shitty movies shot on like digital cameras well we i think the trick is right i think tv actually is better too like i think it's both it did of get it. better but, sure but, yeah i think it's both of it i think you got it right like tv got maybe 20 percent better but then movies got 70 percent worse yeah. so it's almost like the same thing but right. what makes it, but i think the trick is at 20 percent that 20 percent you can look at it Right. And see a measurable improvement. So you think, yeah. okay, it it's not the same. It did yeah. get better. So I guess this twenty percent change is that phenomenal. So I think <laughs> what it is is uh, it did get a little better. But people are so overestimating right. how much better it actually got, and how much of it is really like what you said. I also think that they've gotten very good at making TV shows that are kind of like review proof. Like they make shows that are like designed to be well reviewed and then forgotten right away. <laughs> you know what I That's mean? That's very like, true. I felt girl. I felt girls was like that. Like, yeah, I kind girls, of agree with that. Girls, One of those shows that's like, yeah. yeah, it was like it was a fucking cultural phenomenon when it was coming out, and I'm like, nobody gives a shit about that show anymore. Nobody watches it. Uh, yeah. When I finally saw, this is when I knew I was too much in the media bubble. When I finally saw the review, the the ratings for girls. Yeah, and I was like, there's like CW shows for right. tweens, like 
eclipsing this. This is, this is well, amazing. You know, when you really get down to it, it's like, especially when, when you look at television, you know, you actually look at the ratings of, of everything and Netflix doesn't release numbers, but numbers are just down across the board. It's like, you know, when you really get down to it, TV is dying because not every single TV show does worse than like pimple popping videos on YouTube. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> TV is dying because nobody watches it anymore. Like a lot of what they talk about when they talk about like peak TV, they're just talking about how there's more shows than ever and it's like but this is what's weird right when you have more of everything just by dumb luck you know you're going to have shit that hits so in a way there almost is better there is like better tv right it's it's because there's a million like they had to produce a hundred times the content to get a right a five times improvement in the number of uh yeah good shows out there you know i i would also uh i would even say though that like it's like all the shows have like smaller budgets now and stuff like that that i wonder even like you know uh you know it's not even like uh, uh like i you know with them making this much stuff my argument would be that like it is peak tv there's more shows than ever you can like strike gold here and there but for the most part we're just seeing like hundreds of almost identical shows no, <laughs> for like true. you know the same four media companies and, and reality tv has sure made it so i think non-reality tv shows feel pressured to deliver under budget because it's like hey right. i know you i know you have you know the real edge lords of san diego uh, <laughs> reality show i know that costs you nothing to produce and it's right. crushing it you know so i want you to prove my show but trust me we're we gonna bring it in like pretty low ourselves like we're gonna be and competitive I mean, like i even said it's like you know even you know the real edgelords of san diego or whatever even that comes in below like pimple popping videos on youtube when it comes <laughs> oh. down to it oh man hey we have with us d mills hey what's going on man what's going on nice to meet nice you nice to meet you as well um, thanks for joining us yeah you know i've done uh i haven't done my due diligence i have not told jack to introduce himself Uh-oh. actually it's good though because I'm doing it while Dee's here. Not to introduce himself. He said hello to the people. I mean, who you are, like what you do. God, okay. Well, uh, uh, I do the Struggle Session podcast, um, you know, which is a pop culture podcast. Uh, it's over at patreon.com slash struggle session. Um, and then I also do a, a daily morning show on Twitch uh, called Jack AM uh, with my wife, Kate Raft. Uh, we do it every morning at seven in the morning here in my apartment. Uh, and that's at twitch.tv slash Jack AM. And uh, other than that, what do I do is I, I, I post online, I guess. I'm a poster and a streamer and a podcaster. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah, yeah. And you've worked in TV. Too. I did, you've done, yeah. done like uh, comedy writing and stuff. And we were talking about it. And it's it's interesting. I think once you work in an industry long enough, even if you're not as active as you were in it, you still can't help being plugged in to sure. the whole um uh, network of everything that's going on like that's where a lot of your contacts where your friends were mm-hmm. where, like formative years were so it's like i know it must be kind of weird to you now to see how fucked up everything's getting in entertainment sure it's- look uh, for me I, I i i'm i'm pretty outspoken about entertainment and like what i see happening in entertainment and everything like that and there is kind of you know i i you know when i say that i like post online i guess i will sometimes post about things that are bad uh, in the entertainment industry and you know this in some weird way <laughs> there's a like there's a whole, there's a very like omerta thing about the entertainment industry in los angeles and like people like really really don't want to say bad things publicly because uh everyone really really is trying to get work and everything like that and uh I do think it's like kind of shocking for people here in LA to see me like go after, 
you know, established directors or people who have like uh, done stuff who are more powerful than me. Uh, but I guess I do that sometimes on, on, on Twitter uh, uh, because, you know, I, uh, I, I don't care, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And that's one of the ways that the internet kind of levels the playing field a little bit. You know what I mean? It used to be that you wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to do something like that with, with, you know, someone that was a bit higher up in the industry than sure. such as yourself, you know, than yourself. But now, you know, with all these different social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, all that different stuff, you can definitely get a message out there for sure. Yeah. And I also think actually that, you know, with like traditional, you know, I, I, I okay. So it's like, I, I, when I left, I left the Jimmy Kimmel show at the end of 2016 because I didn't want to do it anymore. Mm. Um, I mean, I was there for the 2016 election and like, you know, even before Trump won, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. But like, uh, uh, especially with Trump winning, I was like, I cannot subject myself to like doing just like Trump jokes for (laughs) the foreseeable future. You know what I mean? And not necessarily even just jokes about Trump, but like the types of jokes about Trump that can go on network television at 1130 Mm. or that they're willing to put on on tv it's like it's just the three subjects it's like the hair the orange and like how he's like dumb you right. know what i mean so i i just couldn't do it anymore and uh, uh but yeah after i left that show um you know i uh tried to pitch a television show and we actually were like sort of successful in doing it like we sold a pilot script to tbs after like a you know very long process of like developing it with a bunch of different people and that's a whole big long story um but you know so what i, I guess what i'm getting at is that like you know, after I left the Kimmel show, it took me like two and a half years to get to a point where I sold a pilot script. And during that whole period of time, we were like working on getting that pilot sold. And so it's like at the end of a two and a half year long process, I think I made something like $20,000. And so it's like, it does not really like make sense when you go back and like look at it across like two and a half years. You know, when you talk about the internet being like a leveling playing field, it's also a way that you can kind of make a living doing entertainment outside of like the traditional media landscape. And I think one that is like a maybe more uh, sustainable living mm, okay. than the traditional media landscape. Nice, nice. Wait, so how, how much was your check? My check in the end for doing the for writing the pilot was like 25 grand and I had split it with a couple different people. Wow. But yeah. that was, you know, after a two and a half year long process where basically you are unpaid on call in development, you know, like with the company you're developing the idea with mm-hmm. and they hold like the pitch meeting. So it's like they get to set the pitch meeting with whatever network and they said it when it's ready and so it's like you know i i, I don't I know what that scares people is that i think they're scared of not like i think there's something about saying you work in entertainment or you're doing that stuff that i right. think is a big psychological payoff sure. for a lot of people yes and they're banking on that like they know you want to be a part of this so bad yep that you're gonna tolerate um a lot and i think what kind of sets people off about you a lot is that i think they see you are just kind of disdaining disdaining it and because they can't fathom doing it themselves <laughs> it very much like they can't they only can't figure you out but i think it makes them feel kind of ashamed you know i because yeah. i could never they're thinking i could never not crave this i could never not value this over my self-respect 
like how are you able to do it well i you know it's an interesting question um i i just for me personally i like got what i thought i wanted when i was young you know what i mean i was like very i was lucky enough and i worked at the jimmy kimmel show when i was young i got like sort of poached out of working at funny or die and so i was in the interesting position of like getting everything i thought i wanted and then finding out that i didn't want it and didn't really like it you know what i mean and so now i'm in kind of this weird space where i kind of don't i mean i love doing the podcast and stream stuff and i'm like really enjoying doing all this stuff but for a long time i was like i don't know what the fuck i want to do like i was like i certainly don't want to work at a show like the kimmel show you know even if you're making a shit ton of money like that because it's just like never-ending relentless and like totally mind-numbing it's it's basically like a corporate job it's not that different than working at a corporate law firm or whatever like people think because it's art yeah that there's something naturally freewheeling about it but they have corner offices they have human resources they have payroll department they're a corporation they have people doing hours like everything on that level is is like high powered high. and they're hyper aware of yeah. how much money you're getting paid you know what i mean and so it's like you are like and i will be honest like when i worked at the kimmel show i made like a quarter million dollars a year which is fucking insanity i mean you know after taxes it was much less than that so i left and i was able to like save up a lot of money but it's like they know that you're making that much money and they are like ready to grind every single minute of out of your life and, and like, they know that once you get the mental accounting in for that money once you yeah. start doing mental accounting where this is what I bring in every month. This is what I spend every month because now I work right. at a when I work right. at an Equinox. I don't work yeah. at a Blink anymore. Now I do this. Now when I go to eat, I eat at the forty plate right. restaurant. Not the it $10. scales with you. It scales yeah. with you. And like that is also like you know kind of like getting into these sort of like you know more elite circles. And you know I don't really like my family didn't have like we had some money, but we were not like I didn't really really come from money or anything like that. And I hadn't really been around like rich people that much to be honest with you. And it is. It is weird. There's like cultural stuff and you kind of find yourself in the swing of this, you know, thing. And yeah, like it does kind of end up scaling with you and you find yourself yeah. like spending a lot more on rent and like and also by the and, way, and then, then the job scales, is so like all encompassing yeah. and such a yeah. grind that you're like I want to like use the fucking money at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then once you do that, it's hard to scale back. Like it's hard to yeah. go back to gym. I mean, it's hard to go back to blink, to blink after you've been at Equinox for like, you know, 8 months. Like, you know, I mean, and it probably scales across the board because, okay, say you're a single guy making that money. Yeah. Now the gym is a place where, you know, you can find a mate. Like, I remember when I was single, every (laughs) place is a potential place you can find a mate when you're single. You know, if you want to get married, you don't know. So it's like, okay, the people at Equinox, suddenly I go back to like Planet Fitness and it's like, um, even like the women around look worse. <laughs> then also like the people around you upscale, upscale because like, it's like, okay, if you're, if you become a climber like that now, yeah. now you're going to want a similarly situated kind of mate. Cause then, then, cause one thing about elites, elites are so big into assortative, is that what they call it? Assortative mating, where it's like, you really have to be hyper-conscious about your mate. Yes. You know? I, I don't know that term assortative, assortative mate. Oh yeah. I, it does look like that's the term, but yes, I would agree with that. Actually, that they yeah. they very much are. I mean, like when you're blue collar and stuff like that, 
and like lower middle class, like your big thought is, hey, I'm gonna kick it with who I think is hot and I want it and I get along with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at that level, you know, it's like, it's like it's like how Game of Thrones, everything is just about like this plot planning your marriage now and right. the alliances. Like they stood on some level on a soft version of that. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Especially like because like the like you see like the kids of rich people marry each other all the time. Oh, shit. all the time. Yeah, I mean, and, I would I would agree with you. Like it does. It's like you know when you're starting to make that much, it's like you. Um, well, here's something I like learned from doing it is that I'm like, oh, you don't like get a feeling of being settled. You know what I mean? Mm, like yeah. some of that money stress does go away and like you're sort of just average bills. Like now I'll get like any bill and I'm just like, well, I have no fucking idea how I'm going to do it, deal with that or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, some of that does go away, but you don't feel I, I feel like no matter how much money you make, you like never feel settled. I read this book, uh, uh, Richistan. It was called Richistan and it was kind of like um, a, a sort of almost anthropological look at the uh, life of the rich in America. Um, and there were some interview or study done in there uh, where they asked all the all these rich people how much they thought they would need to like just retire forever. And almost all of them across the board said just double what they had. So if they had a hundred million, they were like it would take two hundred million. If they had one million, they were like two million. Like everyone thinks you need just double what you're making. Yeah. And oh my God, that is so true. That's fucking sick. It's it's sick. It's it's like they have more money anxiety than actual poor people. It's right. so weird. Like uh, I guess the idea of losing, I think, uh, is well. I did read that like in like those pop science books. They say stuff like uh, aversion to loss is a stronger impulse in human beings than desire to gain. Uh huh. And people are more afraid of losing something they already have than never gaining it yeah and uh and they call it loss aversion that's why that's why like a lot of times like uh, when they want to trap people they get them uh and i think the corporate world you know takes that into account too like we're going to give you all this money and right. then now the fear of losing it you, you know like it's going to be harder for you to downscale back to your old life than, right. than you to have lived it without ever having a taste of the higher life you know, and I and then like, you know, and and, and it, I think you're right on the money, like in the world of this be of like, you know, in, in the corporate world that this is in its own way, like a trap. You know what I mean? Like they told me when I was doing well at Kimmel and like they really liked me a lot there. Like they were like, you know, you can like feel comfortable enough that you could buy a house if you want to. Mm. Like you're 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 set here or whatever. Yeah. And I like told my mom about that and she was like, Don't do it. Like that's a trap. Smart, trap smart woman. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I didn't do it. But right. so many of the people there, like I looked at all of them and it's like the people that worked there for more than ten years, it's like they all bought houses mm. and have families. And so it's like they have no choice but to do, you know, orange man small hands jokes like until the day they die. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, jokes about his voice like, inflections and all that shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then to sell the house and scale back down right. and it yeah. could have been the same apartment you would have it might be a better apartment than you would have been if you just uh stayed where you were and climbed like you know right like like but you still you'll still feel like you've lost something because it wasn't that best thing that you had yeah absolutely you look and and you know i i think this goes all the way up and i'm certain that this is the case in the corporate world too but like i think about it in my experience where i'm like okay so i was this like kid that went from making like forty thousand dollars a year to making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year but for, even for me i was like holy shit i have all this money but now i'm around all these people and i have to kind of like try to keep up with them mm, and shit and yeah. like there's cultural things and then i even 
then see Jimmy Kimmel and I'm like, holy fuck, this is what it's like to like really have money. Right. Like you buy like your neighbor's fucking property when they move and like build a barn like bar. You there really start to like see that. there's levels to this shit. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> but then if you think about that, too, I'm like, well, why does Jimmy like need this to do all this bullshit? It's because he's hanging around with like Bob Iger. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's going yeah, to like, exactly. like true something. like billionaire CEOs houses. And he's like, man, if I could yeah. only have something like close to that, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and, and and there he's like the he's the small guy he's a he's yeah. me he's, he's me at me. jimmy's house like he's like with his boss who literally owns him as part of his like menagerie you know but but you know you know what's interesting you even said it yourself just now you said i'm sure it's like that in the corporate world but that is the corporate it world. is literally the corporate world yeah, you know? yeah it's i guess same, I, it's the same world it's, it's exactly the same it's world a corporation yeah. because okay yeah. like if i'm at a law firm right and you, and you climb up my chain yeah. And then you for a chemical climb up your chain. Yeah. The partner at my at my law firm and boss of your place, Jimmy head writer. Kimmel, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kimmel, yeah. Yeah. Are both uh the little guy to probably the exact same one guy. Right? Yeah, really. When it comes down to it, it's like they're gonna be under Iger, who's under just like whoever owns like whatever metal conglomerate like owns these companies or yeah. whatever. It's yeah. all it's all corporation. It's, it it's is the and same so like structure, yeah. And so I like looked at that and I'm like, you know, so fuck it then. Like why be a part of this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like But, but there's there's so many ways to hide it. Like for example, like I when uh you know in entertainment they try to make it seem like hey, this is still it's a big office big place with cubicles and offices and secretaries but you know hey you can wear sneakers right you know and there's like these cool games and there's drinks here so right you know which by the way is like what leads to the kind of culture of like permissiveness that yeah. like gets you to like the, the me, me too, too movement mm, and shit. Yeah. you know what yeah. i mean it's yeah. like that's actually like why i look at the stuff with me too and i'm like well that has like you know and it's obviously not good but like someone like harvey weinstein does that because it's like they get to that point why did they want the power in the first with. place was to like be a disgusting producer guy mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah. it's like it's like this implicit part of the contract that they're like if you come to hollywood you can be this kind of like libertine you know hedonist or whatever if you only make like movies that make people money or whatever yeah like, exactly <laughs> you, you, you can have like a rock star life you know what i'm right, saying exactly if you, if you do that and and same same with tech tech was trying to pretend like it wasn't corporations with sure. quarterly earnings they want to have game rooms and yeah you know taco tuesdays and yeah. all this shit yeah wait for text me to movement because it's like going to be fucking wild oh my god it's gonna be fucking crazy especially because a lot of those guys have a lot of built-in like sexual revenge yeah in their in their mindset already i think yeah in tech. yeah would you say sexual sexual what uh revenge oh like, I think yeah. a lot of people yep. in yeah. tech have this thing where it's like okay i wasn't the quarterback in high school yeah, but that's, about now? and that's and that's that's so much entertainment too i mean yeah. like look at like your harvey weinsteins you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah, harvey sure. weinstein like is that guy yeah, he, he's he like the so guy who's like too. a bike yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like harvey's man. such an interesting character it's like we're talking about you know rich people and like what drives people to like want more and everything like that and like when you do get to that level of like a harvey or something like these like are super elite celebrities and producers and directors and stuff like that it's like well what is not available to yeah. you yeah. just as an expression of cash you know what yeah. i mean like you hear about harvey weinstein like would jack off into a like into a planter in front of a reporter and shit and i'm like that's someone who wants to like express his power and like do what is forbidden to him like that's what got him to that place in the first yeah. place and he's like still trying to express that you know he's probably been like uh 
felt like he was on downhill for some shit for a while and yeah he had to roll down to somebody else yeah well constantly. that's also the the thing with harvey that's like funny you know when you really get down to it he's a monster i hope he like goes away and everything like that but it only went down for harvey when he started making movies that weren't making money anymore mm. you know what I yeah. Mean? <laughs> yeah. it's like that still is the, the 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 moral of the story still is if you're successful in hollywood you can do anything but don't become unsuccessful because then we'll get you yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> unbelievable a weird thing with entertainment now too i think is the level of fandom like what fandom has become sure. is like very intense and weird. And I think a lot of it has to do with actually, I don't even know how to even start to break it down because, it, because that's could be like a whole show in of itself. But, but I think, <laughs> I think, I think there's a retreat in fantasy collectively that's happening. That's like more pronounced than any, um, in like human history. Like I think people are just on a massive fantasy scale right now. And it's, it is, and it's like, on a scale where they don't even know what literally like what is real anymore. They've been like propagandized so much. Like right. people normalization. Yeah. yeah, people have no idea like like what's real. So it's like everything is fake, then the people in Game of Thrones can really be your friends. Or, <laughs> you can, you, well, it's like it's I think it's it's almost this expression, like you're saying, of like things have become so unreal in politics that of course it makes sense to equate Hillary Clinton to like the Khaleesi. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like I mean, I mean, they're they're equally as real characters on our television set, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm going to say this. I have been binge watching Game of Thrones. I'd never saw it before. Sure. And I waited till it was done. And I wanted to hear what I want to do is I want to hear how bad it ended. So that way I could watch the show accordingly and have the right amount of expectation. You know, because if I watch it every week, right. I, I've been burned by so many <gasps> weekly shows having <laughs> shitty endings. Yeah. I built up the expectation. I'm like, I try not to let a show end. Hear the consensus. And then I can just watch the show with, you know, the right amount of... Uh, the right amount of uh, expect- hype. Yeah, yeah, yeah right amount of ex- expectations. So I started That's watching- smart. That's healthy. That's healthy. So I started watching Game of Thrones, right? And, you know, people told me, like, how bad it ends and stuff in the eighth season, supposedly. But yeah. I was watching it when I was looking at Twitter and looking at something new that Trump said or tweeted or looking at some stupid F up that um, Kamala Harris did or looking at the Democratic uh, primaries- and that guy Beto just starts speaking Spanish randomly. Yeah. And then Cory Booker looks at him like, oh, what's that? And then suddenly Cory is like, you know, yo hablo el español. And, and I'm like, this is like, right? This is like Veep, right? Then I go back to watching Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones almost feels more serious and more gravity in real life than what I just saw in the news. Yeah, it's, it well, looks I mean, more adult. It feels more adult. Like I could say, people just get like really twisted. Like <laughs> back when I was young and they watched something like Charlie's Angels of Three's Company, and then I switched to watching the news. There was a clear consensus which one had the higher <laughs> gravity level. Which yeah, one which one seemed- was prestige? It used to be that news was prestige TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now there's more care and gravitas and adultness in like looking at like an episode of Game of Thrones and when I watch the news and they're talking about uh, a Kanye um, just pull his pants down on the subway. Like, so somebody, somebody, like, you know? Have you ever seen Jake Tapper's State of the Cartoonian? No. Uh, what, what, oh my God, Jake no. Tapper every Sunday does like a little cartoon oh, <laughs> that he draws. It's awful. It's really awful. Wow. Uh, if you that, ever get a chance, uh, look them uh, up because they're truly bad. Yeah, I'm going to have to definitely look at that. But you know, I'm, I'm these, just, the guy, these guys want to be the Daily Show. Like the real news guys yeah. want to be the Daily Show. Yeah, that's a, that's one of the things that's uh 
interesting about today's time, man, is um, they never want to let that go either. That daily show vibe, you know. Uh huh. Um, one of the things that also, man, just like what you guys were just talking about, I think another thing that contributes to the rabid fandom and all that kind of stuff is just they have access to this shit in droves just 24 7. There's no mm-hmm. break from it. You can go on demand on various devi- various services, Netflix, um, Crunchyroll, all the anime you want to watch, all the episodes of whatever you want to watch. When I was young, we, we had a break from TV. Like when MASH would come on, that would be, <laughs> you'd get off the TV and go to bed. But now like 24 right. 7, man, you can just, just engross yourself in this shit. And mm. I, I think it contributes tell you, to I'll, that, man. I'll tell you what else too. And this is not even different than what you're saying. It's just in a different uh, direction, right? Like what you're talking about right there is like, um, what's the one that's side to side that's horizontal right yeah 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 so it's like what you're talking about there is horizontal mm-hmm. where it's like you know on this same level on this current moment of now i can watch a hundred shows that are on at this moment like at um 10 p.m eastern time right what do i pick right 150 channels but there's also that unlimited access vertically too like you yeah. know if you think of time as an up and down component i can like get into i'll give a personal example right i can today i, I got into game of thrones i didn't know shit about this three weeks ago now <laughs> I, can, I can i can have a debate in a game of thrones forum and sound like very credible right. and then what's really weird is i've started believing that i've been reading and watching it for years <laughs> <laughs> see, you see like, like be- I have to remember that I only uh, was I watching this three weeks ago. Like, like because you have <laughs> unlimited access to it, dude. Unlimited it's just access. Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. You don't even have to wait week to week for the episodes to come out anymore. There's a library of episodes you can watch them literally all hours of the day, all night. You can watch but, the shit at your job. Almost, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. But and but just like you said that, right? Also, there's the time component of I can see what Spider Man was like. Like in 1961. Oh, I can, yeah. Well, that's a great point. I can, yeah. I can see we can like all first... become our like own curators, like yeah, experts on every single point. piece of pop that culture. Great point. Yeah. yeah, I can have my favorite of five bonds, even though I've only <laughs> been alive for uh, one. Like, I remember when I was growing up and Roger Moore was a James Bond, that was just James Bond. Like, you know, <laughs> I didn't right. really understand there were like eight before it or whatever. <laughs> and sometimes they do reruns of the Sean Connery ones. And then it never occurred to me because I was a kid i was very young i had no sense of time i thought they switched off james bonds like i thought sometimes <laughs> the sean connery guy came and filled right. in and then they went back to like roger moore i didn't realize oh wait a minute when i'm watching sean connery's actually, the understudy yeah yeah, yeah he's the yeah. understudy or something. <laughs> like when I, was a, I was a kid i didn't realize like, wait that was 10 years ago but you couldn't yeah. casually find 10 years ago shit there was no ebay yeah. there was no streaming there was youtube no, i mean yeah. yeah yeah there was no youtube but also like wikipedia i can just wikipedia like i know right. everything that they fucked up and from the Game of Thrones books <laughs> in the TV show. And I've never read the books or whatever. I've just done Wikipedia. I've done all this stuff. And I have like a whole psychological profile of the, the creators of the show. Sure, in my mind. Oh, 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 of De- Benioff and Weiss? Yeah, like I totally know the kind of guy they are after three weeks of watching <laughs> that show. Like I know I know who they are. And it's you know, I think all this kind ass. of like... <laughs> well, they're so funny because they're like now like... That was popular when Game of Thrones first started, and then yeah. by the end, it sort of became like a like woke sort of like. I mean, who even fucking knows though? Because then there was I don't know. Game of Thrones is just a big 
fucking pain in the ass. But yeah, yeah. Well, it, was, it was weird. I was trying to be woke. You could tell it was like reading the the fan the fan feedback. Right. They, yes, they, they, they yeah, feel very much like season that. four was kind of like the break. I think it was one too many rapes or something that happened, and a lot of fans started to complain about it. And so yeah, that's when and they, you can tell they listen. Yeah. You can tell they. Which is a good thing in that funny. part. In that no, but no, but you know it's funny. You could tell they listened, but they were too dopey. Right. Like 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 they were like okay, we know how we know we're supposed to be less rapey. Yeah. But because because we're so dumb and privileged, we don't actually really have a clear idea of what rape is. So uh, I know it has something to do with, you know, yes and <laughs> contents. Contents. What's that word? Uh, yeah, contents. Yeah. Contents. Something like that. Yeah. 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 And so it's like, I think it's funny because even when they were trying to scale it back, they were just, yeah. like they were just too dumb to understand what's offensive. So they had like yeah. this Dorn plot. Like, like oh, I, think, I, I think they're so crude, right? They just figured as long as we just don't have tits and somebody screaming and then getting raped then it's tasteful you know yeah. so then that's like the Dorn thing and it's like that's this weird orientalism it's basically like they treat going to Dorn like two sex tourists going to Brazil <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, that's yeah, so that's funny yeah. yeah that's how they that's how they wrote it they, wrote, really they wrote it and when I read it when I saw how they did it in the book and oh it's complex in the book yeah, yeah. and I saw, inter- I saw an interview with it's just, you can find this on YouTube there's an interview with uh, Game of Thrones author about Dorn and Dorn was talking, he's, he, and he was like, yeah, I contextualize it as a mix of Spain, uh, the Mediterranean, and and uh, ancient um, Arab uh, civilizations. And he named the particular cities. And he's like, you know, so it's like a mix of the, those things. And this person is meant to be this person in history, and this mm. person is meant to be that person. Yeah. And he went to all this depth about how he thought of a whole region of non-white people yeah then on youtube i found an interview with benioff and weiss about the same thing <laughs> about dorn and they're like yeah you know i picture it's like brazil you yeah, know are you like, serious like, brazil yeah yeah like brazil where it's Look, like you know the show it's, it's ultimately very sucks like yeah. the books are so good mm. and george R. R. martin is such a good writer that the show was like made good but hold, like it's hold so on, easy hold on. But, but let me just say this he didn't say i picture it like brazil Whatever he got explicit as to why, like as if that wasn't bad enough. He said, "Cause you know the women are really sexy, and a guy can, <laughs> a guy can, like, like he didn't stop at the invocation. Like that's what I want to get wow, to. Wow, he wow. then said the quiet part out loud. He said, wow. he said you know, <laughs> it's a mysterious, sexually libertine place where you can get away with things that you can't get." And I was Jesus. like, holy shit, you wow. could have stopped in Brazil. It was bad yeah. enough. Come on. I think those guys know that, buddy. You've been there, huh? Yeah, yeah, really. Those guys, I think, are not that bright. I mean, yeah. you can tell by like the the show they sold immediately after Game of Thrones. Which is it even going to still happen anymore? Is, Their show. I want it to happen. The, I want that to happen. Talking about the Civil War one or whatever. Yeah, 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 I want yeah, that yeah. to happen so bad. I, 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 I feel like it'll be the best thing to happen to race relations because uh, I think once and for all, people would know how bad it is. I mean, truly, you know. Forth. It is true. It is like I think that there was something very healthy and good about the season finale of Game of Thrones and everybody collectively hating on it. I was like, oh, good. Like we can hate like entertainment properties again. Like everyone's being trained to hate on something openly. And that's great. It's a good, healthy thing for us uh, overall. But you know, another thing, man, I noticed I don't want to get too far. But another thing I noticed about like current times, man, with fandoms and all these different shows is not only do they have all of these different shows you can access, you know, a wide variety of them, but then it's also like you can go to pick a genre and it's just hundreds of 
the similar type of shows within the same genre. So you can get well, right. You can watch Game of Thrones. That's done. OK, let me check out Vikings or let me check out uh, The Last Kingdom or let me check. You know what I mean? It's just an endless th- or even even within the same show. Like they do derivatives of the, not even derivatives, spinoffs of the same CSI, CSI, New York, CSI, Miami. Right. Like so you can just get an infinite fix of the same damn thing and it's so repetitive it, it just it drives me fucking crazy man but you know this is something that like bugs me about you know people talk about peak tv and you know all this uh era of prestige tv and everything like that and yes there are more shows than there have ever been before but ultimately i think that they're all still being made for like four mega corporations yeah. and they all have to have like the same sort of tone and themes that are approved by these mega corporations mm-hmm. and so i think it's like ultimately like we have a hundreds of shows but if they're all just like clones of like six different shows do we really have hundreds of shows <laughs> right. You know? just, right it's just a remix of the same shows like over and right. over so, it's so true and and then if you cut out the reality shows out of that oh, then the number right. gets even lower and then you know what's weird i watched this reprisal the jeffersons and on the on oh the god family. did you guys shit. did you guys see that i couldn't watch it but Say i know all about you. it i'm sorry i didn't hear you they had a new episode of the jeffersons and of on the family where okay. modern stars modern stars were acting at the jeffersons yeah oh, wow okay. they also did it with uh they did it with uh the f- oh they did it with all the family yeah 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 uh, I couldn't do it because I was just I, I found the idea offensive to me. So <laughs> oh I don't my god! Watch it. You should watch it. It's an hour. It's an hour. Uh, a little bit over an hour. They do both back to back. What's great about it now is that you have YouTube and you watch the other ones uh, before, and you're like, wait, this is modern A list talent. Right. And this this is at a time when there wasn't the flattening. I think now there's a flattening where growing being an A-list star than doing TV and vice versa is not really it's more porous than it used to be. It's not like that hard line they used to have where it's like I broke out of TV. The moment I go back to TV, I've admitted my film career has failed. It's not like that anymore. Mm. It's like it's fine to go to movies, fine to go back to TV. So this thing has some A-list Hollywood, or even before Netflix. I think it happened a while ago. I think it happened, I'll go as far back as like the 90s it started, I think. Really? um, You think so? Yeah. I'll tell you when it started, things like Rob Lowe going to the West Wing. That was like Mm. major. That didn't okay, happen before. Yeah, I, 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 I think it was a yeah. slow boil. Like it was happening like for a while. Kiefer Sutherland and twenty and twenty four. Yeah, yeah, that used to not happen. You know, uh, it used to be a one way ticket, but the idea you can bounce back and forth. I think. Uh, well, now everybody just does everything. Like it does everybody feel does like I, I look at entertainment and I'm like, it really feels like the Titanic is sinking. Like I'm mm-hmm. also like, didn't actors not used to do ads out, outside of like Japan because it was so embarrassing? And yeah, now every actor yeah. is in like every fucking I, ad. I have a theory about the Japanese thing, right? Before you should uh, go and do the ad in Japanese, but think about what we were just talking about, what D just said, where you can just get anything from anywhere. Right. If, if you did, if they did an ad in Japan. Right. Like, I remember I found out about it because I had a friend that went to Japan and they came back and she was like, you won't believe it. But when you go over there, Arnold Schwarzenegger is doing like soda <laughs> commercials and whatever. Like, she had to physically travel there. Right. Right. See it and tell me like now. Yeah, now they would just be up for sure. Yeah. yeah. Now they'd just be up because now I've seen every single one of those if you go on youtube you can find all Everything. those old japanese yeah. ads that so i think when that happened all those leaked 
the embarrassment happened. Like, that shame they were trying to avoid yeah. all those years by doing that. Now, everyone knows Leonardo DiCaprio did that. Everyone knows George Clooney <laughs> did that. Everyone knows Arnold Schwarzenegger did that. So it's like, once you get caught doing that there, right. you might as well just do it here now. Like, but, like, but even the idea that it was embarrassing for movie and TV actors to do advertisements, like, that idea is just gone. Yeah. And I even no, wonder it's if it's gone. like, yeah. I, I wonder, it's like, I do think that the paychecks have like, you know, even for, and this is what we're talking about earlier, it's like, you know, everybody wants more than what they have and everything yeah. like that and like even some of these like highly paid actors like even the people in like avengers and stuff are not getting paid like what blockbuster film stars used to get paid you know yeah, what i yeah, mean yeah. like tv people aren't getting paid what you used to get paid like on network like yes these are still like huge amounts of money but it's not as much as it once was but and I so think, i'm like everyone is I, just I trying think, to cobble together enough money i think what yeah. happened i think what happened what you said about uh, it used to ruin your career and now it doesn't I feel like everybody's humiliation has been like broadcast like I right. feel like uh, everyone you know has been like seen somewhere being humiliated at some point in this world star uh, right. YouTubing uh recording social media generation like you know everybody's on the woke phase now right right before yeah. you, you can go through your own <laughs> woke phase, phase by yourself <laughs> you, you, you can go through your own woke phase by by yourself no one sees you and you come <laughs> out and nobody knows the douche you were like now people will pull up 2010 tweets on you yeah. you can get famous today and someone finds out what a douchebag you were in 2009 <laughs> instantly mm. you know um yeah. people can find out what a douchebag you were in 2004 like in one month somebody finds your old blog like it's no like, i mean you yeah. gotta delete all your old stuff as soon yeah. as you become famous you know so, <laughs> That's so, just, so I, think, uh, I think once you have that once you've like been embarrassed whatever like people know like you know you beat off in your living room or you didn't know you do this and that <laughs> you put a gerbil it, up it, your it, ass or whatever like yeah it's, it's easier to just keep doing it it's like okay right. you know what i've already been like embarrassed people know i'm the kind of dude i'll do that yeah, I'm not gonna keep doing it. Like you know, I have nothing to lose now. Man, I, I never thought I would see like Clooney running around doing coffee commercials. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. It's crazy to but, me. But, but everyone's seen it. Everyone's seen him like hawk, like yeah. you know, a gummy fish right. in Japan. So why not? Like, yeah. I, I why also not? think. I also think this. I think even for George Clooney, the paychecks aren't as big as they used to be wow. because like everybody, like they're just they. I, I swear, like the the uh, uh, the power has like shifted back to the big companies in such a big way like the Disney model of doing business which is to mm -hmm. like you know pay people below their quote but because it's a Disney movie and like we're the only game in town like is the model now mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. but with that said like George Clooney's still massively paid oh, yeah. and no one oh, should yeah. feel bad for him or anything like that yeah and another thing I've noticed, man, is just the endless sequels, man. Like everything. Sure. <laughs> do you remember a time when they would do this many? Like you would only see that with horror films. Right. You know what I mean? Like Friday the 13th. Toy Story 7, 4. Like, like we're, there's a we're Toy we're Story 4. 4, for God's sake. Right. <laughs> What's the Fast and Furious up to? Like 8? Yeah. But I, I remember when uh, a trilogy was not a set thing that right. you had to make. Right. It, it was like you said, hey, okay, I've got the idea for a newest trilogy. Like you didn't right. say that. Like, it used now to be like, I feel like we have trilogies that are like the trilogy is just the, <laughs> the first, first of act. first trilogy yeah. of the trilogy trilogy yeah, yeah. yeah. there's three trilogies like, like, like people want to have want to have the star the, the star wars three three trilogy thing like right. out the gate now no but right. now, now they don't even do trilogies now because now they just have a series like marvel is just a marvel's series a tv show i mean yeah, i yeah, swear it's just a tv show it's just a tv show yeah that's a tv show that we all go to the theater to watch yeah, yeah. It's, not a movie, it's not a movie franchise anymore it's, 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 it's not a, it's a they don't put the 
Alicia. I want the numbers back in. They don't put the numbers no, in anymore. Right? It's, it's too just, confusing. Yeah, it's just, it's yeah. Just go, you know? <laughs> it should totally be like that. It's, it's yeah. crazy. You know, I really think that I'm like, that's another reflection of like, you know, corporate consolidation and the fact that all these like media companies are basically owned by like cell phone companies at this point. Yeah, and like, true. they're very risk averse. These are public companies. They're only trying to make like safe decisions that are like the most likely to like make their investors money uh, uh, and turn a profit. And like, that's why we see things that are only, you know, existing IP. And like, you know, you can you can market test how well a Spider-Man movie is going to do. So instead of making a movie about high schoolers, just make a Spider-Man movie and then put the high schooler story in that. I don't like it, but that is like and, you know, also, I think this is an element. (coughs) There's an element to this as well. uh, uh, Also, of shifting the power back to the studios, which is, you know, in these superhero movies, it really is the costume that is the star of the movie. Mm. Like Tom Holland is not a star. Spider-Man's a star. And Disney owns Spider-Man outright. They don't own Tom Holland, but they can put anybody in that Spider-Man outfit. And so and really, the CGI is the star then now. Yeah, really. really. I mean, I make the argument try- with these Disney movies that they are animated movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. these are an- these are Disney. This is Disney, like, training adults to go see animated movies. Mm-hmm. Like, just because they put, like, Chris Evans on a green screen and, like, make a big animated thing behind him, it's still an animated movie. Right. In yeah, my yeah. Part. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm going to say this, too. I don't think the CGI is a star, and I'll tell you why, because the CGI CGI was not good. CGI, it, no, no, not just that. If it was CGIing a figure that was dressed in a tuxedo doing <laughs> all the exact same shit that they showed Spider-Man doing, yeah. people would be like, "Oh, it looks cool," but right. they wouldn't be as leaning in the seats without seeing that red and blue costume. Like, yeah, like that, that red and blue costume is like the team jersey. Like, like you can see two teams playing great basketball. Right, but they're just wearing like uh, gray and black T-shirts, mm-hmm. right? And it keeps up some of the best basketball I've seen oh, in I my see life. What you're saying. Right, and, and and you'll be like, "Wow, I'm really like you know into the craft for this. This is good." But then suddenly they pull off the shirts, and it's like, "Hey, this this is actually the new Lakers and the, mm-hmm. new, <laughs> the new Knicks." Then it turns and you didn't up know and, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you Whoa. didn't know it, but but you're actually secretly watching the, a Knicks versus Lakers game, yeah. and it counts. <laughs> suddenly. It the, counts. The uniform, yeah, the addition of the uniform and the fact that it counts, like you know, this is actually a regular right. season game. It's real would suddenly make everybody get into it, and I think that's the difference. The CGI is there, but now that I know, wait a minute, you're CGIing the Avengers in right. the in continuity canon Endgame. Oh shit! This is not just a display of technology anymore. This is like this has meaning. It's imbued. Yes. This is part of the grand chronology of the Marvel Universe. No. Yeah. <laughs> it, it feels more momentous than Trump. I feel like people were more moved by Avengers Endgame than the fact that Trump was elected. It <laughs> was a cultural moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, we, <laughs> Black Panther yeah. especially. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so funny with these Marvels that it's like Avengers came out like two months ago and like Spider-Man is coming out now. Like it doesn't. It's like, shouldn't that get like a wide berth yeah. kind of like it's weird oh no they're gonna keep but, it but, rolling man back to back yeah. to back to back you're not gonna get a rest man then it'll be guardians of the galaxy the, 3 and all that if you find out the purpose of the new spider-man then you see why they did it like that and it's very weird have either of you seen it i haven't seen it but i read about it i haven't it. seen it yet no i haven't seen okay. it okay i don't decided, care about yeah, getting spoiler yeah okay so spoiler for the audience it's basically actually the end of phase three and what it basically is is do you know when you watch the end of a major, you know, the last episode of a major saga on a TV show. And I said it was a sure. two-parter, mm-hmm. a three-parter. You know that last 10 minutes after the bad guy dies? Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're just kind of catching up on stuff. And it's like, well, it looks like that was done, you know. 
But um, and that we face this problem. What are we going to do about this larger problem of X, Y, and Z? Like, mm. you know, what comes next? We have to continue on our quest to find the, uh, you know, whatever. That's what Spider-Man Far From Home apparently is. It's just basically the the ten minutes wow. after the, the 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 last five minutes. Did they call it? A, I don't know what they call it in screenwriting, but in a in a long movie too. Like you know, okay, like you know how after the Death Star they um dropped the bomb in the Death Star and they flew back to the base to celebrate. Then they got the medals. Right. Like Spider Man Far From Home sounds like that. It's a metal and, sequence. And, yeah, yeah, basically, <laughs> it's just like basically unpacking Tony Stark's death and God. you know what comes next for everybody, and it's just. So it's the end of phase three. People thought it was the beginning of phase four. It's actually the punctuation at the mm, end of uh, okay. phase three, which yeah. is fucking insane. Like, are we gonna get tired of these movies? Like, I can't. I don't know if I can handle another phase. Like, oh, let's be I'm, done with it. <laughs> I'm tired of them. Uh, Avengers Endgame broke broke me. It just broke me. Oh, I mean, just, I've been I've been off the. I don't even. I mean, I didn't like the first uh, Thanos uh, Inf- Infinite. What is Infinity it? Infinity War. War. Yeah. I didn't like Infinity yeah, War. I didn't like that. I can't. I haven't watched the first Spider Man. I think I just have done with it. I can't handle it anymore. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. There's definitely yeah. some burnout there. They're just like boring. I've tried to watch them even on like Netflix, and I'm like, I just don't even fucking want to watch this. <laughs> like, I don't care what happens with Spider Man. I just don't care. I hear you. So let's switch gears a little bit. Um, I don't know if I. If I missed out on this when I came in, but uh, Michael Che, is that how you pronounce it? Okay. Yeah, let's let's dive into that. (laughs) All right. All right. Okay. Uh, Okay. All right. That's the end of this part. If you enjoyed it, go check out the following part over on patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks to hear the rest of this episode. You just have to become a subscriber for $5 a month and you can unlock the second part of this episode as well as a whole shit ton of other episodes, about 90 past episodes at this point and a bunch of other stuff. So yeah, thanks for joining us and hope to catch you on the flip side.